Hey, have you heard the Virginia Lottery has a new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Scratcher that has a top prize of $100,000? Tell that to my automated Golden Ticket Scratcher apparatus. You simply put the ticket in here, and the machine scratches it for you. And while we wait, we can play the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket online game with a top prize of $1 million. Just visit VALottery.com or use the lottery app. That's one impressive scratcher apparatus. Use it whenever. What's mine is yours. But hands off the scratcher. That Willy Wonka Golden Ticket is all mine. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night, no matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Let me know whenever we're recording. We are. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. Marcus, you saw Your Next last night? Yes, I did. Pretty goddamn good movie, right? I fucking loved it. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, fuck me in this bed next to your dead mother's corpse. I would have banged her, man. <laughs> I, I would have banged her, you know? I mean, it was a bloody dead mother. It, it wasn't was... just a dead mother. It was like a woman, you know, I, I believe his mother was, uh, was she axed in the head? Uh, she was macheted, I believe. Macheted, yeah, yeah, something like that. So it would be a it would be a bloody sexual situation. Absolutely. Your Next is a new uh, horror movie out that's just fantastic. I wouldn't even know. I don't even know if I would describe it as a horror movie. Uh, I would definitely describe it as a horror movie, Marcus. <laughs> Everybody dies. There's not one living person at the end of the goddamn movie. What is wrong with your brain? I don't even know if I would describe it as a, a, a woman gets golf clubbed to death with an axe. That is true. It's a horror movie. Does it necessarily make it a horror movie, though? It does. Yes, it does necessarily. <laughs> by definition, you psychopath. I was actually troubled by the goddamn movie, and you're like, comedy of the year. <laughs> it was, Dude, it was funny as hell. Comedy of the year. No, you're next. Dude, you didn't think it was funny? No, I did think it was funny. Yeah. Uh, the movie it was, was uh, it was funny. So good. Yeah. I uh, w- w- uh I was in the movie theater uh watching your next and I had a very interesting movie experience because the couple sitting behind me, I figured it out halfway through the movie, a man brought a blind woman on the date. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out, but in the beginning of the movie "You're Next," blood gets splattered on the wall, and then the words "You're Next" are written in, uh, you know, written in blood. And uh, so he's like, "It says you're next," and then she says, "Oh, thank you." And then the entire movie, he just dictated it every single thing that was happening. So I was like, "What the fuck?" And then finally, halfway through, I was like, "Oh, she's blind." <laughs> she's he brought a blind woman to a movie, and really, the soundtrack is just extremely intense. Yeah. And then it's just screams. If you can't see the movie, all you hear is like extreme like metal music and just women and men getting murdered. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess... Rapidly murdered. Rapidly murdered. Yeah. yeah and she was not laughing. She didn't think it was as funny as you thought it was. <laughs> I, was I went and saw it with uh, Jackie. Me and Jackie. Jackie and, uh, and our respective uh, significant others went uh-huh. last night. It was fucking great. We snuck in some whiskey. We were yelling Perfect. and screaming at the screen the whole time. It was fantastic. Well, I'm going to sneak in some whiskey tonight. I'm going to go to. I'm going to see Insidious too. Oh, seeing I'm, that next week. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. Anyway, let's get to some news. This week in uh, in media race baiting, um, <laughs> Julie Chen. She is the uh, the uh, Asian host of I believe it's Big Brother. I think it's Big Brother. Is she, it? Yeah, I think so. And uh, she was discussing on uh, 
I forget what the show. talk. The talk. Yeah. And uh, with, I believe Sharon Osbourne is on the talk. Mm-hmm. It's not the to- it's not the jab or the gab or the view or. It really the talk makes the view seem like a bunch of great ladies that I want to hang out with. <laughs> That's how bad the talk is. But she was going on and on about how difficult it was for her as an Asian woman in media, until she got her eyes widened. And uh, it turns out I was talking to my friend who is in news, and uh, she was with Julie Chan at the time. I believe it was at CBS. And apparently, uh, Julie, first of all, she got her entire face redone. Yeah. And the original picture of her, it wasn't her eyes that made her ugly. It was her chin. It was her cheeks. Her it was horrible ev- nose. Her horrible. She was she an had, ugly woman. She was just an ugly woman. <laughs> but of course, the only thing that they're picking up on is the eye thing because that plays to the Asian stereotype. And, uh, and also, she's married to Les Moonves. Who is? The president of CBS, I believe. Can you Google <laughs> that just to make sure? I believe that he's the president of CBS. She fucked her way to the top. And now she wants to get some sort of bizarre sympathy uh, because she had to have her eyes widened. And you know she was thrilled. She was thrilled to get that surgery. Yeah, man. Unless it's a billionaire. Yeah, he is the president and CEO of CBS. So if you wonder how she has a job, it wasn't because she got her fucking eyes widened. It's because she fucked the boss. (laughs) She's married to the owner of CBS. That's going to help you get a role on Big Brother. And as a matter of fact, it's a testament to how bad she is as a television personality. She's not even that well known. No. You would think if you're banging the boss of CBS, you would be on every goddamn show on CBS. You would be anchoring the late night news. Nope. But she's, she doesn't have that much talent. She doesn't have much talent at all. I recognize this woman. I've seen her around. I don't like her. I don't like her one bit. Yeah. But anyway, the news media really picked up on that. And they're, you know, again, white men, you know, making all those Asian ladies get their eyes widened. Because that's one thing about white dudes. They hate Asians. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? There is not one group of people on the face of the planet that like Asians more than white men. That is true. Come to Williamsburg, Brooklyn if you want to see some bias because there's a lot of very attractive white chicks getting no dick. Meanwhile, a bunch of Asians just banging everyone in the bathroom. Ooh. They get it all. So anyway, that's, that's today's uh, race, racial recap in news media. Very, very exciting. Let's go to... Uh, Let's talk about some crazy white people. Ooh. This story, I, I walked into the office today, and Marcus blew my mind. Blew my <laughs> mind with this story. Of course, it's regarding the, uh, the pastor, I believe in Texas, who wanted to burn some Korans. I stared at this story for, I would say, mm, wait a minute. Did you stare at this story more or less than you would like a Pornhub you know, smut clip? Like a nice five-minute stare just to figure out what was going on. Of course, this is about the, uh, this pastor has been in the news before. I uh, got duped. Oh, it was a fake? It was, it was a-, a fake news story. That's okay, because we, ca- <laughs> we, we find God him. God damn it, because I looked at it, I was like, I was starting to think, like, this is too good to be true. Right. Uh, but I just ran with it, and now, like, I looked at it, I was like, no, this can't, this can't be true. And then I looked at the other stories, like, no, I got duped. What was the, uh, what was the dupe website? Uh, newslow.com. Newslow? Newslow. Okay, Newslow. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Oh. Either way, it is sad. It is so sad when you get duped like that, though. Yeah. This is only the second time this has happened to me in three years. That's okay. It, it rarely happens, but it's going to happen every yeah. now and again. There's still a story there. Of course, this is about the pastor. What's his name? Uh, Terry... Uh Fu Manchu Terry. <laughs> Fu Manchu Terry. Terry Jones. Terry Jones. Yeah. And he has the uh, he had the bright idea to burn some Korans on 9-11 because I don't know why. You know, I feel like we've had enough 
burning on 9-11. Yeah, you know, it's kind of the last thing. Maybe like wet some Korans, throw them in a lake or something. That would be kind of nice. Yeah, you plan to burn uh, 2,998 Korans, one for every victim of the World Trade Center. Uh, but there were some Muslim attacks. people who died in those towers as well, so you got to take that into account. Well, maybe they were, uh, maybe they were less. You know, I thought over 3,000 people died in those attacks. No, that's the exact number of the people that died. Yeah. I mean, in the in the trade towers, yeah. and then of course you have all the people on the planes like in Pittsburgh that the government shot down, mm-hmm. and then or live in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, yeah, and then uh, the Pentagon, the Pentagon, if it happened, <laughs> you know, pretty amazing. But he was arrested for the uh, transport of what just flammable liquids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is interesting, I thought, because uh, I was under the impression that we lived in a country where you were just allowed to like burn the flag and burn Bibles and burn Korans. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's stupid. It's insane. Yeah. It will probably incite some sort of violence, but I don't know if it's necessarily illegal. And, of course, they're not getting him on the burning of the Koran charges. But if he was like, I'm going to burn all Dr. Seuss's <laughs> green eggs and hams. I'm, I'm just going to burn every goddamn Dr. Seuss book I can find. I guarantee you they wouldn't have arrested him for transporting flammable liquids. I doubt it. I mean, if you want to burn the Koran, you know, have at it. But as soon as there's a jihad on your church and you get beheaded, you know, that's going to be one of the uh, that's going to be one of the issues you're going to have to deal with. He uh, was arrested for unlawful conveyance of fuel. Uh, Isn't every car an unlawful (laughs) conveyance of fuel, if that's the case? They were towing a large barbecue-style grill filled with Koran soaked in kerosene. I do love how Texas it is. We're going to (laughs) barbecue it. I mean, do they, do they lather it up with sauce before, a nice dry rub on the Korans before you uh, burn those things, or what's the deal with that? I don't know what the hell you're going to do, man, but he was, you hey, can't you, just, you can't roll, roll around town strapped it, with yeah. a, a big fucking barbecue grill, a Koran strapped to the back of your truck, carried and covered in gas. I, I feel can't like do you, that. Yeah, I mean, you got to put the gas on after you stop. Mm-hmm. I agree. He put the gas on. That's that's a hazard. I would like to see. I wish it was one of those big barbecue, like they have those television shows, like Barbecue Pit Wars, and they turn into like big pig barbecues, oh. like a truck barbecue. I, I wonder if it was a nice sized grill, you know? My favorites have always been the gun barbecues. Gun barbecues are amazing. Oh, they're so good. I wish I was big enough to just hold it. <laughs> just burn an entire da- a town down to the ground. But he was arrested. Is that Pastor Terry Jones there with that barbecue full of gasoline? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's Burning Koran Day over at the local crazy church. September 11th. September 11th. Happy September 11th, everybody. Which now officially, according to uh, Fox News, actually covered uh, Benghazi much more than actually 9-11, which was interesting. A lot of uh, Most people on the right think the worst thing that happened on 9-11 was a year ago in Benghazi, yeah. as opposed to the actual real incident uh, that happened in 2001. And holy Christ, a lot of suicide on TV on 9-11, huh? Yeah? They just show tons of people jumping from the towers. Oh, yeah. I saw this one goddamn... This one show was all about... It was just called The Jumper, I think. And it was just all about the life of this one guy who jumped, but he looked really good falling. Uh He had his arms behind his back and his legs were in like this majestic uh, position. I've seen that guy. And he just shot right down. (laughs) It almost looked like he was going to save a kid from getting hit from a taxi or something. He looked like (laughs) Superman falling down there. But God damn, if they just didn't show that image a thousand times. I'm like, am I watching Faces of Death here? Like, where? It wasn't even really a memorial. Not really. That's crazy. Because, no, they didn't release any of the jumper pictures. I didn't see those until maybe like five, six years ago. Yeah. They waited a long time. And then now it's just fucking That's jumpers all, all the time. It's all they show. All 9 11 is. Man, it's you, just a bunch of suicide pictures. Have you seen any of the pictures that uh, they actually took outside of the World Trade Center of all the body parts everywhere? I haven't seen those. Ooh, man. It yeah. is some disturbing gore. Looks but like yeah, Syria. 
Yeah, it does. There are just yeah. body parts all over the place in lower Manhattan. That's great. Yeah, there were some leaked photos. Well, speaking of Syria, let's talk about this old Putin story. Now, this is from a, uh, a congressman who uh, made a bad mistake in uh, challenging Putin to a certain match. Uh, Representative Dana Rohrabacher. Rohrabacher? I wasn't even fit on a campaign sign. Rohrabacher says in a new interview that Russian President Vladimir Putin in the early 1990s beat him in a drunken arm wrestling match to decide who won the Cold War. Well, thank God that didn't actually decide who won the Cold War because we would have lost the Cold War. What's this idiot thinking? This one is real. This one is a real story. This is from the Washington Post. Oh, okay. Well, I read it in the Daily News today. Okay, good, I good. saw it in two different sources. I good. know this one's real. That's good. Your credibility is back. Rohrabacher told KPCC-FM that Putin and two other Russian politicians were in Washington, D.C., and Rohrabacher invited them to play touch football. They oh, all... that's a bad thing. That's a... Oof. <laughs> they all... sounds, that's a, if a congressman ever comes up to you and he's like, hey, you want to play some touch football? Don't play. Don't do he it. He wants to uh, have violent sex with you. <laughs> They all wound up at a local bar, Kelly's Irish Times, afterwards. <laughs> but rather than summarize it all, we thought it best to just let Rohrbacher tell it. Here's what he said. Come to find out later, it was Putin. I didn't know who he was then. He was deputy mayor of St. Petersburg. That's all we knew. Okay. But he did have a huge bodyguard, so that did sort of give us a little hint that he's more important than just St. Petersburg. So we went out and played touch football, and Scooter Libby was one of the players. Scooter, of course, he was involved in the uh, outing of Valerie Plame, mm-hmm. and uh, he's quite a, it was border, it's very illegal what Scooter did. Yeah, big bush guy. Yeah. And a bunch of my right-wing friends were there. And so we all went to this pub afterwards, the Irish Times pub. Mm-hmm. We were having a little bit too much to drink, I guess. But anyways, we started arguing about who won the Cold War. And so we decided to settle it like men do when they've had too much to drink. So we got down to these arm wrestling matches. I ended up being paired with Putin, and he's a little guy, but boy, I tell you, he put me down in a middle second. You're goddamn right he did. He's KGB. He's Vladimir Putin. Are you kidding me? He said he is tough. His muscles are just unbelievable. That's great. I mean, this is where the Russians really do dominate. You know, that arm is- wrestling? Drunken arm-, arm wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> I would I would be very uh I would be very. It would be very difficult to bet against the Russian in any sort of drunken arm wrestling competition. Oh, I'm not Say what it. you want about the Russians; they can swill uh, some goddamn vodka. They can, and they do it. Have you ever seen the? Uh, there's a great documentary. I think it's called like something. It's about the guy who created Everybody Loves Raymond, mm-hmm. but he went over to Russia to try to make their um, the 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 Russian version of it. They don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. There was the the thing that they were trying to uh, the episode that he was trying to translate into Russia. Uh, into uh, Russian, whatever, was the episode where uh, Raymond leaves his briefcase on top of the stairs, and him and his wife, like, no one's going to take the briefcase. But of course, the briefcase is a, like, you know, it's the, it's the power structure, it's the power struggle of the relationship, right? Yeah. The Russians just did not understand it whatsoever. And uh, so that was very difficult. Why you not just make her pick up briefcase? That's exactly what they said. It was literally, he <laughs> was just like, no, because it's like about a relationship, but they don't have that. Because in, you know, Russia, the woman is the briefcase. <laughs> she's like, you know, they just like stuff everything. They put all the clothes on the woman and she just kind of walks around. She's a, she's a walking closet for these men. Yes. And uh, he went out to, he went out with the Russians a couple of times and he did not represent the United States very well when it comes uh, when it came to drinking. I would love love to hang out with some Russians. I mean, it's just the shit vodka they drink. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, in America, if 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 the Russian came over here and they went to Texas or Wisconsin or even hell, hang out with us here in New York and they drank whiskey with us, they would be on their ass. Of course. But if we go over there and drink that Russian vodka, I mean, it's just 
it's it, it's got to be like 150 proof. Oh. They're all poor. They have no money. They're just full of every time somebody speaks uh, at a dinner table in Russia, you have to take a shot. They just, <laughs> it's like it, it's not even it's not like it's not dining. It's like everything's a drinking game for these people. Yeah. Anyway, Marcus, what's some other stories we got? All right, another story that we have. We didn't talk about this beforehand, but okay. I think you'll like this one. I, I'm sure I will. Last week, the Saudi daily Al-Ya'um reported that Saudi Arabia is... No, is this a comedy website? No, it's Is this it's a Saudi not. Arabian comedy website? <laughs> this is foreignpolicy.com, my oh, friend. Okay. They uh, reported that Saudi Arabia is considering transitioning away from the state's institutionalized method of executing convicts beheading by sword. Oh, very nice of them. Yeah. What are they going to do? Firing squad. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I don't even know what's worse. It depends how they do it because there's a couple of different ways to be had. I was talking to the uh, Saman about this. Mm-hmm. Al-Qaeda, they use more of a jagged saw yeah. type sword, which is... They make it last. It really takes a minute. Yeah. It's very... Like, Daniel you know, Pearl. He Daniel, got sawed. Holy Christ. Uh, it was it was brutal. But uh, I think the Saudis, they used a much sharper blade and it's more of a guillotine. Mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of goes off pretty quickly. And of course, the guy blinks a couple of times after his body is beheaded, <laughs> after his head's... Uh, you know, off of his body. But for the most part, it seems relatively uh, painless yeah. to some degree. It's, I think it's better than hanging. I think hanging's the worst. I, I think really, hanging is fucking awful. Hanging's awful. If you don't do it right, then, man, it'll take 45 minutes. For a and then firing squad, I mean, that really relies on uh, some accuracy of these people trying to kill you. Well, beheading, the approach to carrying out death sentences in the Arabian Peninsula in the 7th century has long been practiced in the kingdom in observance of its strict interpretation of Islamic law, right. which seeks to mimic practices at the time of Muhammad. But a committee of Saudi government officials recently ruled the execution by firing squad would also be permissible under the uh, national brand of Sharia. The committee explained in a statement, this solution seems practical, especially in light of shortages of official swordsmen. Wow, they're running out of swordsmen, but they have plenty of bullets. Yeah, the committee also complained that official swordsmen have been known to show up late to execute. Typical, typical. <laughs> I know all of it. Uh, yeah, where's Bob? Fifteen minutes late. I must, typical swordsman, huh? And that must be a Saudi joke. You're acting like a real swordsman right now. Twenty-five minutes late to work. Yeah. Get it together, buddy. One guy, one of the uh, beheaders says that he's not concerned, citing the fact that he's already received firearms training, and in the meantime, he'll keep on with the beheadings. You know, if you are a total psychopath, a serial killer, what a what a job. Oh, man. What a perfect job for you. You know, an executioner in Saudi Arabia. Because, you know, they we kill a lot of people in this country. Mm-hmm. But they kill... I think they do kill more people because pretty much anything against, uh, you know, Islam is worthy of death. Yeah. So you can imagine the amount... The death toll on these... The blood on these people's hands. Man. I wonder if they have PTSD. You know, I was watching this documentary about... Uh, I forget what they're called, but in hockey, they have those people who come out and just, just beat the shit out of people. Uh, the goons. And we'll call them goons. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, okay, that's the layman's term for them. Yeah. The goons. And, enforcers uh, is another name for Enforcers, it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it was an interesting documentary because a lot of these enforcers, like, the only reason, it's sort of like a special teams player in football. Mm-hmm. Like, the only reason that they made the team is because they're psychopaths. <laughs> and because they're like, I'm willing to I'm willing to hurt my brain to hurt another person's brain. Yeah. Isn't that's that just the suicide? kind of guy I'm in. Like, the suicide rate on them is just, like, astronomical. On it? the enforcers, it's massive. Yeah. Because they don't want to fight every night. You can imagine, you know, being a comedian is hard enough having to be, you know, funny every night. You can imagine if you had to beat the shit out of somebody every goddamn evening. <laughs> um, it, it takes a toll on you. Has to. So you wonder if these, uh, you know, if these people over there that have to behead all the folks in Saudi Arabia, if they're ever just like, God damn it, today, I just, I don't want to behead anybody today. I, I, I'm just exhausted with killing all these people. I've got an answer to your question. Please. 
the uh, beheader that we uh, spoke of earlier, he said, This pre- profession is not desired by many, despite the salary and personal reward we gain from it. Pers- so he's a psychopath. <laughs> he's a straight up. He's Hey, uh, hey buddy. Uh, hey, boss. Can I keep the head? Can I keep this head? I love this head. I'm going to put it in my freezer. Maybe maybe eat its eyes later. Mm-hmm. They uh, killed 70 pe- They beheaded 70 people in the kingdom last year. Okay. 14 so far this year. Not bad. How many people have we executed? How many people did the United States execute? This I guess year? we're just about Saudi Arabia, though. So it's t- let's say Texas. How many people did Texas execute? That's about the same size as Saudi Arabia. Oh, man. Maybe five. And, and Texas loves to execute. It's not as many as people think. Yeah. Well, I think it used to be more, right? It used to be a lot. Texas more, is, yeah. yeah, they've sort of taken it easy. Uh, well, oh, no. Actually, it's going to be quite a few. We've still, it's uh, the next execution is scheduled for. September 19th. Okay. What is that, tomorrow? No, wait. Five days from now. Yeah, five days from now. Yeah, Robert Garza. What's Garza uh, convicted of? Let's see here. Garza from Hidalgo. Hey, Lubbock boy's getting executed. Hey, all right. Congratulations, Lubbock. <laughs> they got to put home of. Home of Garza. Is it is it Garza? He's, he's from Lubbock? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, the guy from Lubbock, his name is uh, Michael Yao. Michael Yao. Michael Yao, yeah. He... Rest in peace, buddy. See here, he strangled his mother with a cord and set fire to their house. And the victim's grandmother died several days later from injuries sustained because she was disabled and unable to get out of the house. Okay, this is the, this is worthy of the death penalty, I suppose. Definitely worthy. Yeah, yeah I guess this, so. This guy was, uh, yeah. And the guy next up, he. Uh, but they would say your your parents are supposed to die before the kids. Yeah, you know, he, I, I don't know. I, I would I would say life in prison. That's what I would say for this situation. And the next guy up, he killed four Hispanic females by firing into the victim's car. It was later discovered that Garza and his co-defendants were members of the Tri-City Bomber Gang, carrying out orders to murder one of the females who was a witness to their weapons activity. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Kill, kill, you gotta kill, uh, gotta kill them all, I guess, yeah. to get the one. Yeah, gotta get all of them. So how many executions are there right now? Uh, right now on the docket, there are one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, so we got this six. Year. You know, you got so, some work to do to catch up to the Saudis. Yeah, I would say in Texas alone, that so that would probably average out to what twenty four executions a year. I mean, hell, it's already late in the year. Yeah, we're, we're 20, nine months in. Yeah, yeah, no, even less, like like eleven. Well, if you're doing six between uh, late September and uh, oh November, yeah, right, yeah, right, 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 right. Okay. Well, Texas has a way to go. Let's say about 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Texas has a ways to go. But the whole country. Yeah, the executioner over there in Saudi Arabia. What a job. What a job to have. Just chopping people's heads off every goddamn day. What's the dinner table conversation like that with the kids? And what do you what do you what do you tell? How was your day, honey? Do you think they have kids? I have no idea. (laughs) I don't know what the is he a permanent bachelor? I mean, I have no I have no clue what they do. Hmm. How was your day? And it's just like, well, I chopped off four people's heads today for looking at women wrong. His name is uh, Mohammed Saad Al-Bishi. Perfect name for a beheader. Yeah. Saad. Yeah, it's good. Um, Let's see here. There was also the bombing over there in Afghanistan that killed a couple of people. Mm -hmm. It's actually quite a botched uh, situation, though. Everyone was talking about how 10 people died, but for the most part, it was just the people that uh, let off the bomb and then a couple of security guards. Four. Four people died. Yeah. Were no there? Americans are even hurt. Yeah, so that's good. The right's not going to call a Benghazi on it. No, nothing which is like good. That. No, this is uh, this is barely even worth mentioning. All right. Well, let's go on to another story then. Or is there anything else out there? There's some uh, fun stuff. happening. I have one fun thing from the NSA. Oh yeah, these goddamn. 
dorks. Uh, in an in-depth profile of NSA Director Keith B. Alexander, foreign policy revealed that one of the many ways the general endeared himself to lawmakers and officials was to make them feel like Jean-Luc Picard. Oh, okay. When he was running the Army's Intelligence and Security Command, Alexander brought one of his future allies down to Fort Belvoir for a tour of his base of operations, a facility known as the Information Dominance Center. Ugh. The Information Dominance Center? <laughs> Jesus Christ, is BTK, Bind, Torture, Kill, Dennis Rader, the serial killer, the goddamn head of it? Dominance Center? The- <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's fucking terrifying. The Information Dominance Center. Oh my god, what a bunch of dorks. You know, this is the this is the problem. This is when when you when you don't let kids be bullied. Yeah. This is what happens. Nerds and dorks are the meanest, cruelest human beings. They they, they account for 90% of internet trolls mm-hmm. who are extremely rude and then they get into computers and they become the head of the NSA and they create a uh, Information Dominance Center. <laughs> well, the Information Dominance Center had been oh, designed God. by a Hollywood set designer to mimic the bridge of the Starship Enterprise, complete with chrome panels, computer stations, a huge TV monitor on the forward wall, and doors that made a whoosh sound when they slid open and closed. Yeah, and all black people have to wear makeup like they're Klingons. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, this is pathetic. Lawmakers and other important officials took turns sitting in the leather captain's chair in the center of the room. And you're not watched, flying. You're not in space. And watched as Alexander, a lover of sci-fi movies, showed off his data tools on the big screen. What a bunch of goddamn nerd assholes. I hate the NSA. And that goes back to the IRS. NSA and IRS are the two most hated groups in the United States uh, government right now. And uh, the IRS is constantly putting on Star Trek parodies to... I don't even know what the parodies are for, but they they play them at their IRS conventions. Which, God knows, no one's getting laid at those. Yeah, that, this was back in June. A top IRS official was forced to apologize to a congressional committee Thursday for wasting agency funds and insulting the beloved sci-fi TV show Star Trek. Ferris Fink! Ferris Fink. <laughs> Ferris Fink should have never had enough self-confidence to have a job. In the IRS. Yeah, he uh, he heads the tax agency's small business division, uh, and he was in the hot seat before a House committee uh, probing a $4.1 million training conference in California. Now, I'm always, I'm always uh, related well to data uh, from Star Trek Enterprise, the new generation, because or the next generation, rather, I misspoke. <laughs> well, Fink actually dressed as Mr. Spock. Oh, didn't he? Yeah. Yes, good, because he's not a human being. He's a cold-hearted motherfucking asshole who has no... Uh, Ability to relate to any other human beings. Well, the fucking congressmen, uh, they're not any better. Represent Carolyn Maloney said, not only is it a waste of taxpayers' money, but I think it is an insult to the memory of Star Trek. Shut up. <laughs> it's not about the memory of Star Trek. Memories of Star Trek are just fine. <laughs> what does that even mean? The memory of Star Trek. You don't need to remember Star Trek. You can buy the DVD box set and just watch it all over again. <laughs> it's on Netflix. They've got all of yeah, them on can, Netflix. It, I, I fell asleep. I had to wake up at 6 a.m. this morning because my right. neighbors upstairs were fucking in the bathtub, and it was leaking down in our bathroom, so I had to go up there. And I had to tell them, hey, could you stop it with the bathroom sex? Because it's all coming down into my apartment. So I had to go back downstairs after I'm all fucking worked up. I had to put on a Star Trek The Next Generation episode to fall asleep. It's on there. I was going to say, how is this going to relate? <laughs> I was like, Marcus just needed to tell this bathroom sex story. 
very, very badly. <laughs> they were just having sex right there in the bathtub, huh? Yeah, Full at, at six in the morning. That's the irony about having sex with a woman in water. It actually makes their vaginas dry. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah, having yeah. sex. Do you want to see a bit of this IRS video? Yeah, let's watch a little bit of these goddamn nerds. Right. Let's just, uh, we're going to start, oh, let's start like a minute and a half in. Another member of the landing party is hailing us. On screen, Lieutenant. Captain, we've uncovered a complex tax evasion scheme using several off-planet accounts. It was a difficult money trail to follow, but in the end, we got it. What tipped you off, Connor? An anonymous tweet came in. Amazing what you can catch on Twitter these days, sir. Understood. Good work. They're all calling in now, Captain. Okay, that's enough. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't do it. They make Tara Reid look like a good actress. Oh, God. These are the people in charge of our uh, of taxing you. Mm-hmm. Whenever you get a letter, it be like, hey, you owe us $5,000. 2000 of that is going to go to the next Star Trek parody. <laughs> That's very exciting. Yes, that costs tens of thousands of dollars to do. For nothing. Just for, oh, my, for fun. Just to, for, for playtime. Yeah. I wish we had that much money to make a movie. We would actually make a good movie. We'd make, if we had $10,000 to make a movie, we'd make a fantastic movie. Henry and I just finished writing our uh, our uh, screenplay, Summer of Samantha, all about a, all about a female serial killer. Ooh. And we're going to make that movie. I bet you are. It's going to be great. All right. So that's the IRS and the NSA just being total goddamn assholes. I mean, I can't believe these people have power. They have a lot of it. Nerd power needs to go away. They could send us to jail, jail if they wanted to. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Whenever I mean, I'm not even. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not even going to verbalize my recent tax actions. <laughs> Let me just say, I'm all paid up, government. I'm all paid up. I, you got every cent that I have. All nineteen thousand that I make a year, <laughs> which is very exciting. Uh, let's see. Any other stories you want to talk about? Despite reports of him purging army generals and executing former girlfriends by firing squad, a survey carried out by the Institute for Peace and Unification Studies at Seoul National University on 133 North Korean defectors found that 61.7% believed he had the majority support of his people. Although, nope. although not strictly scientifically accurate, as it's polls defectors rather than c- people currently living there, right. such a result makes him more popular than his father, Kim Jong-il, while it also compares favorably to Barack Obama, who is struggling at 41% approval. And Obama's lowest approval rating to date. It's interesting, though, because when I read that originally, uh, I figured, I thought it was a uh, a, um, a North Korean government you know, poll. Me which too. obviously are like 67%. They're being, they're being kind of liberal. Mm-hmm. But it's actually defectors of North Korea, and it was a South Korean poll. Yeah, it's defectors, and the, and they're saying like what they thought, what they thought, like what they thought their people thought. Right. When I, I mean, I'll have to take their word for it. God yeah. knows they know more than we do. One hundred and thirty-three of them. That's a pretty good sample. It's it's fine, you know. And uh, yeah, sixty-seven percent. Which you know, how bad was his father? Number one and number two. Maybe they just hated that goddamn pop music. Sixty-one percent. Sixty-one percent. You know. Maybe they just hated those musicians. Maybe yeah. they were thrilled to see him go. Maybe they weren't as fond of uh, excellent horse-like lady. If you we too could have been killed by you know uh, Bush one in '91 before they turned into the, the shittiest band of all time, that would have been great. Maybe he just maybe he did a favor for these people. It's sort of like you know uh, Kurt Cobain, Jimi mm-hmm. Hendrix, mm-hmm. Uh, Janis Joplin died at 27 before they could do Taco Bell commercials. 
You know, maybe he did Before a favor. Before they did BK and BB. Exactly. It is yeah. BB King for Burger King. BK and BB. Yeah. Exactly. Willie Nelson selling Pepsi, I believe. Willie Nelson was uh, the Pepsi guy. Or... Yeah, but Willie he Nelson, would... he had tax. He had he had, bills. He had Will... bills to pay. I agree. Willie gets yeah. a pass on whatever Willie wants to do. Yeah. He's one of the greatest Americans of all time. Truly so. Willie Nelson is the man. So I, I guess maybe that uh, maybe he made these uh, pop stars legends. He might. Which is very, very possible. 67% approval rating, though. That's extremely high for a man who is starving his people on a regular basis. He also could have gone out and told all of his people that those pop stars never existed. Just holograms because they have that technology in yeah, North Korea? It's just holograms. Like, these people never existed. They weren't here. Yeah. They would we believe didn't it. We them. You do wonder. I mean, if they're such a repressed people, they have no idea what the outside world is actually all about. Ignorance is bliss in a lot of ways. I mean, maybe some people really enjoy living in North Korea. I've never once heard that side of the story, but there might be somebody who's just like, you know, I'm borderline autistic, and I love not having any choices. This is great for me. I can sleep all day, do whatever I want. There's a great book. It's a a comic book called uh, Pyongyang, uh, which I guess it could be more accurately described as a graphic novel because it was put out in novel form. Uh, Don't pretend like you're reading you're lo- you're looking at the pictures. <laughs> I read too. Yeah, uh, but it's great. It was, it was written by this guy who was uh, worked as an animator uh, for a North Korean company, or he was a uh, for a French company. But all the animation was done in North Korea, so he had to go to supervise it. Uh, and it's a comic about him uh, being toured around uh, Pyongyang by these two guys that are just deliriously happy the entire time, right? And just love the dear leader, and they. Like they laugh at him for being uh, Canadian. They're like, ha ha, how bad your life must be in ca- yeah. Canada. Ha ha. I mean, I agree with the North Koreans on that. <laughs> he was Quebecoian. Uh, Quebecoian. Yes. That's great. If you get a chance, watch the movie Red Chapel as well. Um, that's about, have you seen that? It's mm-hmm. on Netflix. It's a, uh, it's a comedy duo that go over there. One fellow's retarded and the other fellow, I guess, is the straight man. Uh, <laughs> I swear to God, the retard is like the, the, the funny one. Uh, simply because they just laugh at him, mm-hmm. and he's slightly unself-aware, not, not self-aware. Um, oh, by the way, my uh, my little brother doesn't want to be an actor anymore. Oh, yeah? He wants to be a professional gamer now. Uh, <laughs> so he's going to get into video games, which is good. Um, but Red, Red Chapel is a <laughs> that great... Was, that was fast. Yeah, no, every week. Yeah. It's just every week it's a different profession. And every week it's just like I get another check from the government, so it doesn't even matter. He, like, he just lives the dream life. I just, I wish I was him so badly. Um <laughs> But that's fine. Uh, but yeah, Red Chapel's really great. And uh, everyone that they visit, they, they get toured all across the country because, of course, they were trying to show that they were very nice to mentally handicapped people when in actuality they would just murder all of them mm-hmm. uh, immediately. And uh, so, the, yeah, so they do this whole comedy performance, and they love it. And everyone's extremely ecstatic to see uh, the special little boy, the special needs kid. And I swear to God, one chick, she probably blew him. You think so? I do. I think I think the government let her let her or made her blow him rather. <laughs> why not? Yes, and we got a nice email. We were discussing uh, why uh, no one had gone into uh, North Korea. There was a good email from a longtime uh, listener. Yes, and uh, I don't know. You can verify it, I guess, or I'll just take his word for it because you know that's just the kind of guy I am. I'm going to take his word for it. I think I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, we can't go over there. Like Bush, uh, the second Bush, W W Bush, the bad Bush. 
Uh, he was going. He was thinking about attacking North Korea, but evidently they have a bunch of bombs aimed at South Korea. So if any, uh, if anything would happen in North Korea, then they're just going to destroy South Korea. So yeah. that's the entire thing, which I guess is a good. It's a good strategy. Very simple. Yeah, it's extremely simple. <laughs> that's one thing you can say about the North Korean government. Extremely simple. Yeah, that definitely. Um, all right. Well, I think that's enough stories for today. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, we got to get out of here. Oh, we do have to get out of here. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. And uh, that's Mark. And we're, I'm doing this Twitter thing. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm, I, I'm at 420 followers. Nice. So I'm really getting up there. There you go, man. I'm working on it. It's at Ben Kissel. Clever name. Mm-hmm. And then that's at Marcus Parks. That's right. So tweet us and then email Cave Comedy Radio, and uh, and Facebook and all that stuff. Um, all right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. bye For over 130 years. McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale. Even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. Sofas, recliners, love seats, everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute, who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay, leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.